News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Eating like it's in the 1970s showed me the madness of our modern diet. So wrote Liz Hoggart, who is a, a freelance feature writer for The Telegraph uh, in the UK. Liz, tell us about eating in the 1970s and how is it different from eating in the year 2023? Hello, good morning. morning. Well, yes, I was set the project of going back to the era that I grew up in, you know, when John Travolta was still hot. And... Um, <laughs> I hadn't realised how out of control we are slightly about portion size. None of us really know what a portion is in this modern world where you can have everything delivered to you. You can buy, you know, 24-hour supermarkets, supersized restaurant menus. So I had to stick to the portion sizes we would have had in the 70s, but also there's a rather brilliant chart brought out by the British Dietetic Association telling us, you know, how much carbohydrate you should have in relation to protein and carbs. So I did that and bought myself an adult control portion plate, which (laughs) felt very childish, but actually was was really helpful because what I realised is, although the diet in the 70s perhaps wasn't always perfect, you know, spam fritters and angel delight, anyone, (laughs) we did have smaller portions. And I I can remember my dad cutting up a small pork pie to have with salad for five of us. And even when we were allowed, you know, the sort of, high octane uh, angel delight granny would put you know put it into a glass and it would set in the in the larder so you couldn't help yourself to the bowl oh portion and control th- sort of yes yeah really, really good um i have to i read your piece and look I, i'm a similar vintage um and i like i identified with it so much and everything you said i thought was so true i mean we like food is kind of a leisure activity now in a way it wasn't i mean we ate in the we ate for sustenance in the 1970s and and for enjoyment as well but but it has kind of become a leisure activity now hasn't it it totally has and i mean your your eating opportunities this is what the experts were telling me with no judgment i mean they were very generous but you know you could go for afternoon tea then you could have canapes or pre-drinks and then your supper then maybe somewhere else to a dessert bar or whatever i mean beyond and also because we live on on credit much more i mean our parents you know when you when you ran out of money that was it and the and the larder was sort of metaphorically locked in a way and it's lovely to enjoy food i mean some people just eat for fuel and god bless them i mean how lucky are they not to be haunted by food but a lot of us are (laughs) you know i have a partner but i live alone and work alone um, as a freelancer so you're in a single person household and you can be an emotional eater, overeater quite easily. Now, I have to say, I mean, portions are my absolute weakness. It's where I absolutely fall down. I was just saying earlier, like, I, I have to eat everything on the place. I can't leave it behind. And then I generally eat what's on the place of my kids and my wife as well. So it's, it's, <laughs> it is my absolute failing. And so I was really taken by your piece until I got to the point where you admitted on this diet that sometimes you go to bed early because you're you're hungry. Um, it wasn't that hungry. I mean, I you know I did occasionally think, um, oh God, it would have been so nice because if I'd already used my cheese account because the, this is know, the, the matchbox size, yeah, the now, matchbox cheese. I, like we had uh, a snack of cheese the other day, and I think I demolished the whole thing of brie in like yeah. one sitting. Uh, so it was it was several very large matchboxes. And I think, um, you know, I learned to, as time went on to pad out the diet with more veg and, you know, more salad and that sort of thing. 
But um, yeah, no, I wouldn't want it to sound punitive or, I mean, I'd rather be, you know, fit than thin, to be honest. I think in food is a huge pleasure in my life. So I certainly wasn't going to to uh, get rid of it. But I, I think it's a question of resetting. And I've got that sort of hunter-gatherer thing where, you know, the, the bell doesn't ring to say you're full. My, my partner, he's got a horror of eating too much. He gets quite panicked about, oh, God, if I have too much starter, will I be able to eat in the main? That is a language I do not understand. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Um, and of course, I mean, the signs signs on. We There was far less obesity. Obesity was incredibly rare in the 1970s. Well, yes, and we've ended up with this quite scary situation, you know, um, where people who've got on low incomes may be larger because of, you know, the, what's in the food. And then the other thing is most of us have lost basic cooking skills, you know, their life skills, really. And that was a good thing. I learned much more. I mean, I, I'm not a great home cook at all, but I learned to cook from scratch more because then you know what's going in things. And, you know, it was just such a sort of fascinating thing to, to measure out 75 grams of pasta and realise that's that's your portion, whereas we just throw, you know, we just judge it on, on eye and hand, don't we? We throw it into the uh, pan, well, we haven't really got well, time. Well, I'm worse. I weigh it out and make sure I get at least 100 grams and maybe 120 grams. So I actually know what I'm doing. I do weigh it out and take way too much, <laughs> which is which is definitely uh, worse. Um, no, I, it, it, you're so right. It always strikes when you look back on the... the top of the pops from the 70s and the 80s everybody is so thin it, 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 it always strikes me how much thinner we were back then um, is it something you will stick with? Um, I've certainly tried to incorporate I've kept the plate um, I've certainly tried to incorporate it into my diet and certainly in restaurants you know um, I've tried to and also cost, cost, cost of living I mean that's another thing not to be insensitive about the fact that food is just costing so much more and restaurants it's very hard in, in London to have a main course that's not £23 or whatever so you know share a starter between you perhaps have one pizza and a great interesting salad alongside it and I think the idea is that, you know, all of us want value for money. So if they're giving us more food, marvellous. But actually, as one of the dietitians told me, that generosity isn't really. People tend to eat what's put in front of them. If you go to somebody else's house for supper, they judge the portions for you. And I think it's just allowing yourself a bit of time, giving yourself 15 minutes, thinking, well, if I'm still starving, fine, go back in the fridge. But quite often you can distract yourself. Okay, really, really interesting piece. Thanks so much for talking to us this morning. Liz Hoggard there, a freelance feature writer for the Daily Telegraph in the UK. And let us know your thoughts on all of that. 087-1400-106. You can join the conversation for free on WhatsApp. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk.